This is a podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jira Potso. I'm a third-year computing student at NUS. Two years ago, when I was applying to universities, the world was changing rapidly in many ways due to COVID. And then since things were very uncertain, I wanted to study somewhere closer to home. Another reason why I wanted to stay closer to home is that, in my opinion, most of the future growth in this world will happen in Asia because of how big the market is. It will be in Asia and Singapore will play a big role in it. Welcome to Work Talk, a Straits Times podcast to help you work smarter, think deeper, and get ahead in your work life. That was Jirapat Jirasevijinda, a 21-year-old Thai who left home to come to Singapore to study computing. Because as he says, Singapore is known as a fintech and technology hub. This week, our topic is about Singapore's rise as a global tech city. How did we get there? What are the opportunities? Joining us are Mr. Anshu Jen, Ms. Yen Chong, Jirapat and two of his faculty mates, David Sanchua and Ling Jiayong. Anshu is a Managing Director at Cushman & Wakefield. Yen is the Executive Director for SG Tech, the trade association representing more than 1,000 tech companies. So, let's get started with Anshu. A few months ago, Cushman & Wakefield published a report showing Singapore among a list of the world's top tech cities. They include Bangalore, Mumbai, Shenzhen, Beijing, Shanghai, Tokyo and Melbourne. What does it mean to be a global tech city? When we looked at world's top tech cities, we first look at what the tech companies require to develop their business and develop their ideas in a particular city. It's a no-brainer. Talent is, is kind of number one, right? So the depth of talent, the cost of talent, the skills that come, the competitiveness, right? So for every job posted, how many people are kind of available what kind of universities are there, what kind of education system is, is in a particular country uh, or a city which is kind of throwing up talent and what's the attractiveness of that particular city for talent to sort of migrate in. The second big parameter that we saw was around the business environment. Um, so, you know, your kind of physical infrastructure, your entertainment, your kind of ease of getting in, getting out, ease of doing business. Uh, and of course, uh, the entire thing around IP or, or protection of, of uh, intellectual property. And the third was uh, being a real estate company, we'd always look at what is the real estate requirement uh, and, and is that at a sufficiently, is that a fairly diversified real estate available uh, for the needs of uh, tech companies? So, Singapore is done when offering talent, a friendly business environment, and a variety of choices in real estate for tech companies to set up their headquarters here. We ought to congratulate ourselves, says Yen, because Singapore is beaten pretty high odds to win its place among much larger economies such as China, India, Australia and Japan. The three areas that Ensure has uh, touched on, uh, basically talent, government and real estate. The truth is that uh, we are very challenged when it comes to talent. If anything, it's the size of the talent. India, one year's uh, one graduation, you can actually generate, you know, hundreds and thousands, you know, of people into the workforce. Uh, but for us, if we just look at the tech workforce itself, maybe one cohort, you know, we're very happy if we've got a thousand or fifteen hundred. Now we have a very collaborative and progressive government, but we're also very challenged in the areas of real estate, where we're probably uh, the only city where you know, uh, being small in size doesn't stop us from getting into you know, four G, five G and constantly really updating and upgrading our tech capabilities. 
So imagine, you know, if we want to grow a tech sector, but we can't have Wi-Fi, you know, across the country. So far, so good. But as we have witnessed in the past few weeks, the world of tech is volatile, fickle, and even brutal. I asked Anshu if there are risks of having tech companies dominate the heart of our business district. Is it correct to say that tech companies, compared to maybe banking, you know, the traditional industries, tend to be a little bit more agile and they would take spaces like co-working spaces, short leases. So are there trade-offs or risks in having a lot of these tech companies in our downtown business district? And we're talking about a tech winter. Are we risking having a kind of ghost town in the business district if tech industry goes down? Yeah, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, there's there's a lot more agile uh, from uh, that perspective to say, okay, you can scale up or scale down much quicker. And therefore, it's always advisable to have a good mix of companies. Now, you know, early stage innovation, startup companies, etc., which kind of tend to go a little bit more towards co-working. But as companies get established, right, so for example, e-commerce, now, as, as e-commerce sector grew, as fintech sector grew, they started taking spaces. Um, but the trick is to constantly reinvent yourself and focus on what is next um, from a, a development perspective. The increase of tech companies setting up in Singapore has already made a visual impact on our city space. Over the past decade, especially after the pandemic, tech companies have taken the lead to make offices collaborative and fun. That effect has spilled outside the commercial buildings that they occupy to the outdoors in our city centres, such as Raffles Place and Marina Bay. So the outside areas, for example, if you step out, now there's a lot more areas where you can just casually sit. Um, the open areas are Wi-Fi enabled. Uh, you know, uh, you've got lots of sort of, you know, casual cafeterias, uh, casual cafes, coffee shops, um, eating out, a lot more entertainment. Um, so so it's, it's kind of integrated very well with the requirement for offices. And, and Singapore has really been at the forefront of it, uh, right? And, and then, so that's just casual areas. And then, you know, then you then you look at sort of, you know, proper entertainment areas, you've got sort of, you know, theatres getting integrated into it, promenades getting integrated into it, malls, um, you know, hotels, and that creates a very fun environment all around. So if you come into the business district, it's, it's a massive fun environment. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to my conversation with Anshu from Cushman Wakefield, Yen from SG Tech, and our computing students from NUS, Jirapat, Davidson, and Jiayong. In October, SG Tech said now is the chance of a lifetime for Singapore to become a global centre for digital trust. As Singapore is known as one of the safest places in the world, whether to live or to do business, SG Tech hopes the country will also own the most secured spaces in the virtual world. SG Tech projects that the digital trust industry, which covers areas such as data protection and cybersecurity, could become a 4.8 billion market supporting 45,000 jobs in Singapore by 2027. Along with the country's green plan on clean energy, green finance, it is putting its other bet on green technology. The tech industry has also been criticized as, you know, not being sustainable. We have to push for sustainable tech 
and and the truth is, it it can come in uh, a lot of uh, different uh, forms. It doesn't necessarily just mean uh, reducing your carbon emissions. It it also means a better trained workforce. Uh, I have one, uh, a few of our member companies from the AI chapter uh, have has also always said to me, Yen, if if our people are better trained, you have better programmers who can who can do coding for something within half an hour versus someone who has to spend three hours doing it. Already, you have saved two and a half hours of so-called power. And here is the big question: Will there be good jobs and opportunities for Singaporeans, entities, or agencies uh, such as Enterprise SG uh, or even EDB? Uh, they are constantly uh, looking out, looking forward, you know, and uh, not only about attracting companies in, but growing the Singapore core. Um, I think this is also sometimes a possible misconception, you know, um, even amongst our citizens. To think that we're just attracting, you know, so-called、uh, foreign talent or foreign businesses, without the consideration of the fact that we need all those to strengthen our Singapore core, because、uh, Singapore as a market on its own,、uh, we're too small to support anything. So it's about how do we leverage Singapore's uniqueness as a test bed to be able to attract emerging tech to actually have their base here, so that as a result of that, our own people, our own talent, can actually, you know, benefit from that. And then from there, learned、uh, to how to be able to productize and how to internationalize. What Yen said can be reassuring for young people like Davidson and his friends who have chosen to study computing. Tech companies, especially the MNCs with famous perks and good salaries, offer great draws. Let's hear from the boys their aspirations. Davidson, for myself, I would want to work at a place where it's much more open to ideas and also have a more Involvement in terms of discussion, and your part. I'd like to maybe work in a company that has a diverse kind of culture, and maybe somewhere that's also fast-paced. It's going to be tiring, but I think that's part of the fun of、um, being young and being like energetic. Jia Yong, you and your part, where I have indicated some kind of interest or preference to work for MNCs rather than SMEs when you graduate. Why is that so? Yeah, I think the main reason is due to the competitive salary that MNCs offer compared to the local SMEs. And apart from that, I think MNCs also offer a wide range of talent programs, such as like graduate program or like perhaps even more internship offers compared to local SMEs. For local SMEs, wise they don't have much marketing to students, so they're not very well known by the students compared to the local MNCs. I I do agree with Jia Yong. You actually mentioned that you know SMEs doesn't do a very good job in marketing to all of you.、Uh, you know what is actually available.、Uh, in fact, I have quite a few young people in SG Tech. You know, some of them came from the startup environment. The the things that they picked up is amazing. The kind of culture you know that they actually absorb from the founders, etc. Right, and and it actually it it shows. I I can tell you,、uh, especially if you're looking to start your own business one day. I can tell you if you haven't gone through the SME path. You will struggle because、uh, if you just come from MNC、uh, all your life and then you you want to start your own business, there will be a lot of blind spots that you may not even be aware of. Firstly, know yourself, you know, really understand what what is it that you after, and then when you start talking, you know, even when interviewing, they interview you, you are kind of interviewing them back, right? You want to know what they're gonna offer you. If you're gonna invest the next two or three years of your life with this company. Uh, how will you learn, and and、uh, what are the people that you can be exposed to?、Uh, what are the scenarios you can be exposed to? And I think that's where you hone your your skills. You know, whether it is the technical skills or whether it's the business acumen. For your first job, 
maybe money may not be the first thing. It should be that uh, the place that actually gives you the, the most opportunities. Yen's piece of advice takes us to the end of this episode of Work Talk. We hope you have enjoyed it. Thank you to our guests, Anshu from Kushmere Wakefield, Yen from SG Tech, and our promising computer students from NUS, Jirapat, Davidson, and Tiayong. We wish them luck in their tech careers. And we wait with anticipation to see how Singapore's tech journey pans out. If you wish to read about Singapore's rise as a global tech city, you can find the link below. This is Chris Bu. Until the next Work Talk, enjoy work. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.